Texas football is back. Well, at least for spring practice. Tiger Woods is actually back, winning his fifth Masters title, 15th major. Texas baseball, well, they're still playing. James Boswell joins us to talk about all of those. And then at the end of the show, we'll end, as always, with the fun fact of the week. Let's get started. All right, welcome in to the Thomas Fitch Show presented by One and O Sports. And joining me now, we're starting the episode with a guest, James Boswell, recurring super. Re- I think you're. I think at this point, you're a super recurring guest. I very much appreciate being super recurring. It means a lot to me to have that honor. All right, so let's go ahead and start off with football. Mm-hmm. No other way to lead off a podcast in the state of Texas. Yep. Let's talk about the spring game. What are some initial reactions from you? Um, well, so my initial reaction, because um, I was at the spring game and was feeling the wind and was generally miserable, <laughs> so my first reaction was tainted by that, uh, and it was boring. Uh, but upon second thought, there were a lot of good things to come out of it. Um, so, yeah, first reaction was boring, but I think a lot of that had to do with the wind. The passing game wasn't good, but it also was like 30-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, but we saw a lot of good things, particularly I'm going to start with Casey Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a nice surprise for sure, to see him as mobile and as confident as he was. Right. Would have liked to have seen some you know, better throws come out of that, but that's true for the entire game. I thought mm-hmm. the passing game was just kind of weird. But I really liked seeing Casey Thompson. He looked like he could be ready to step in he if did. he needed to. Obviously, he's not a starter. Nope. Um, but you know, if the starter goes down, you want to have someone who at least looks ready. And the difference between him and Roshan Johnson was massive. Right. And, you know, Johnson looked like clearly someone who's not ready to start. Like Casey Thompson last year. Like Casey Thompson looked last year, yeah. But clearly, you know, a year in the program um, really helped. I'm glad that we kept him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that was I, – I had a similar takeaway of, you know, I, I don't necessarily want this guy starting, but I feel a lot more confident that if Ellinger was to go down or anything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Casey can at least hold on – for a little bit. And I think we were talking about this, about the fact that, you know, he's got about one game of being good if if, if yeah. Ellinger gets injured because he's got one game of being able to run before yeah. the other team figures out this guy runs. This guy can run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, that's hopefully all you really need from a backup. Right. Um, hopefully, hopefully we won't even need that much. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but we, because our quarterback is Sam Ellinger, you know, yeah, you got to expect some, he lo- something He loves to go the wrong. contact. Um, Sam Sam didn't look great in the game on that note. No, he didn't. Um, he really didn't need to. But yeah, I think there are a lot of factors you can point to that and say, "Don't worry." You know, yeah. Texas fans are going to want to worry. There's um, no reason, but there's to. no reason no. to. This is the best quarterback situation this team has had in ten years. Yeah, without a doubt. So there's no reason to be concerned, even with a shoddy performance. I mean, everybody looked bad. Yeah, frankly. on offense, defense looked good. Defense was moving well. Yeah, they did. They covered well. There's a really nice um route jump there. Uh huh. Don't remember who got that. Interception. The interception was McCullough. Yeah, McCullough, that's yeah, right. Yeah, an ugly throw. Ugly. I don't throw. know what Sam was thinking. Well, I mean, so I, I after I saw that play, I thought, okay, great jump by McCullough yeah. to just pop up and grab it. Right. You know, I think the window. I think what I'm hoping Sam saw was a window, and then he just missed the throw mm-hmm. because there was a window there if he threw it way farther to the outside. Right. But right. It, he kind of threw it inside. He threw it to the receiver, not past the receiver. Um. 
I saw that as a good defensive play, good read by mm-hmm. McCullough. Also, the throw was kind of slow. Also, it was. it was really windy. Yeah, no, the, you got to account the for wind, the wind. You know, Ellinger's best throw was he threw it. It was the pass dropped by Whittington in the end zone. Yep, the little the wheel yes. route, uh-huh. back shoulder. That was the best play. Threw it on the money, and it was kind of like Whittington got there, turned around, and was so shocked mm-hmm. that the pass was right there in his hands. It just hit his hands yeah. and bounced off. Of him. Yeah, speaking about Whittington. Um, yeah. I want I want to know your thoughts on on that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I, on, on him, not on that. On him, <laughs> you know, it was for me, I know you you got mm-hmm. to watch him. Uh, was it in the state championship yeah, game when yeah. he just went off and broke like every every record, record yeah. possible? Mm-hmm. But I I really was I was impressed. I mean, obviously there were some drops. There were some drops from everybody. I don't know how much the wind effect obviously affects the throws. I don't know how much affects you know you're trying yeah. to catch a ball in last second. It's moving. I think a lot of that's nerves because it was a lot of the young guys who had those yes. drops. But overall, I was impressed. I thought as the game went on, he started to get more comfortable. Uh-huh. He had some really good. He's he's not necessarily as fast as I was expecting, but he's got the he's good lateral speed, mm-hmm. and he will lower his head and he's going to fight for the extra yards. Well, here's the things that everyone has been saying about him all season, and the things that we all knew he was going to show coming out of high school. Um, yeah, he's not the fastest straight-line guy. Mm-mm. But we saw in the fourth quarter of the spring game, he's really good at – he showed a really good ability to get – to find a hole. Right. Get through the hole, you know, get that first three yards, and then maybe get an extra three, four, five yards after that. Um, he showed really good patience in, in, in locating those. Also, I thought the line did a pretty good job. The O-line, and it's nice having, uh, you know, two strings of offensive line instead of, like, six guys and yeah. everybody just playing both times. Yes, yeah. That, that definitely was a nice – Changed. So I thought the line looked good, but I mm-hmm. saw Whittington when he had the ball. He looked like he did a really good job, at least from where I was sitting. It's hard. Spring games are hard to watch. Yeah, they are. Spring games are really hard to watch. Um, but from what I was seeing, it kind of looked like he did a good job of finding the ball or getting the ball, waiting enough for a hole and uh-huh. getting that momentum. Because the thing that's been doomed that has doomed Texas's ground game has been those first two yards. Yeah, you know, even with a guy like Trey Watson who did a right. really good job of of running over people, um, he was running over people. In the backfield, and so you know, a three-yard you get a three-yard carry. Well, it was really like a six-yard run, but he had, he had people on him immediately. Yep. Instead of getting past the line, and then a, you know, being able to build up, speed, you get three yards. You, you get two yards downfield to get three yards. That's a five-yard run, right? Which is a good run, you know. So, if if we if if Jordan Whittington can be well, if the line can get a can get a push, and Whittington can find the hole enough to get past the line of scrimmage, that opens up the ground game a lot. Yeah, I agree, and and he did a good job of. Uh, not just like up the middle, but a couple times mm-hmm. where he bounced mm-hmm. to the outside and made the right read. A yeah. lot of times, guys just bounce because they don't see something there, uh-huh. and then they get you know two two three yard loss yeah. because they get you know especially those young guys yes. who all of a sudden are going against faster linebackers. Yeah, you can be a star in high school and all of a sudden college, everybody everyone... else is your speed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think it'll be interesting to watch. It, it seems like. Herman's really wanting to do more Whittington running back. That's the way it's looked receiver. all spring. He's he moved him basically to running back, and you know the interesting thing is that that wasn't a story. We right, uh, you know, Jordan Whittington was recruited as a wide receiver, signed yep. as a wide receiver. Spring practice comes around, everyone talks about Jordan Whittington is looking great at running back. No one talked about the shift there. Right, but I, it seems like it's been so natural. It has, and that, I think well, and, and, and also the wide receiver room is is stacked packed. right it now. It's packed. I think, yeah, the the benefit for him being able to play running back, mm-hmm. especially in this style of offense, especially just the way that offense is played now, is mm-hmm. you've got to be able to catch as a running back. Yes. Now, granted, he has that drop in the end zone, which was unfortunate, mm-hmm. but 
you know, I, I kind of forgot that he was a receiver and the fact that, like, he should be an incredible he should be able pass to catch catcher that. out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a wheel route, whether it's just, you know, a little screen pass, whatever it is, he should be able to know how to catch, run routes, and then know what to do afterwards. And that's just another benefit of him playing running back, but being able to, even even going running back and then going to a spread option where he's split out as a wide receiver, which Texas did a lot. I mean, they did that with Keontae Ingram a lot, but Ingram can't catch as well as Whittington can. Yeah, yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, let's let's talk about the defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to get your opinions on that because obviously, twelve six game. The defense is the star of the game, but it's a spring game. So who, right. who exactly right. knows what what means what? What points are? Yeah, we had the game started with a three two score. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which actually in hindsight may have come from the circle drill. It did, some of those um, points started with. the It was kind of confusing yep. for everyone watching why we started a game with three two. Yeah, but I think it was the circle drill. <laughs> I just made that connection. Drill, yeah. Um, yeah, spring game points are weird, but still the defense was obviously able to able to do their thing. Um, I thought this defense looked a lot more like Todd Orlando year one. Yeah. In terms of being able to find the ball mm-hmm. and, and get there. Yeah. Um, but not like not ugly swarm. You know, a lot of times if you have a defense that swarms to the ball, they leave people wide open. Mm-hmm. So I thought this defense looked like they did a pretty good job of getting to the ball quickly. I mean, a lot of times with these guys, if we had a you know, if there was a catch that was made, it was it didn't uh, didn't get very far. Yeah, because not, there were there defenders were, yeah. there. No blown plays. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A lot of good pressure on the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of times the quarterbacks just kind of stood there and went, "Well, couldn't really do anything there." Right. I had guys in my face immediately. Yeah. Um. Really, just good. It. The defense looked solid. They looked like they were prepared. They mm-hmm. looked more prepared than the offense. They did. Um. And yeah, I mean, it it would be encouraging to see the year one defense from Todd Orlando come back. Um, versus the year two defense, which was still very good, but missed in key moments. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of optimism about it with just depth. Not depth, because a lot of new guys, but a lot of new talent. A lot of new talent, yeah. Um, but, you know, you talked about McCullough mm-hmm. had the big McCullough's not new talent. No, 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 He's no, just no, no, been no, no. Buried. Exactly, no. I'm, I'm just talking about, you know, yes. defense as a whole. And, uh-huh. you know, McCullough had an interception. Then, you know, more new guys. I don't mm-hmm. know about Eddie. We'll say a DOA. Ayo, Ayo Deli, Adioyi. That's how you say it. Oh, that's good there to know. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, giving know, a, has, giving has, callers nightmares for <laughs> the next 10 years, probably. Uh-huh. You know, good to see him finally yes. playing the redshirt freshman. Yeah. Osai, who's really stepped up, got but some we've playing been, time. We've been bullish on Osai yeah. for a while now. So, you know, linebacker, linebacker mm-hmm. position was reassuring. What was maybe the, the, the star of the defense for me was the secondary. Just yeah. sticking on receivers. Uh-huh. You know, Especially not with the athletic of, receivers that this yeah. group is right now. Now, granted, Colin Johnson wasn't out there. That's a big one. But, you know, Duvernay uh-huh. was a speedster. Um, you had Joshua Moore out there, Malcolm yeah. Epp. I mean, a lot of big a lot of big guys, a lot of fast guys. Yeah, and a lot of track stars did a good job. Team. And, I mean, that's Kane Stearns didn't play in the game. Mm-hmm. Brendan Jones didn't play in the mm-hmm. game. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of new Those guys getting points. to get more reps. You know, other than B.J. Foster, mm-hmm. um, Chris Brown was in there a yeah. lot. Um I'm blanking on who who is the guy? I, I may I may forget his name. Number three, whoever had the one, the guy who Herman got pissed at because he leveled Casey Thompson as he was running for oh. the end zone. I don't know what his name. is. <laughs> yeah, that was that's one of those where you're like, oh, I don't want to be him tomorrow because he's running, <laughs> he's running some sprints. But overall, I, okay, but that was a weird. It, that weird. was a weird play. Yeah, because the quarterback's clearly the ball carrier now. Yeah, and he's diving for the end zone. I mean, what are you going to do? You're just going to like go up and tap him? Touch him? You know, I mean, it's just kind it of is, that's a weird situation. Weird. I think, yeah. I think the uh, 
I think Casey Thompson kind of set himself up for that hit. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's on – that shouldn't be on the defender, although you don't want to see that, like, head-to-head collision right. in a spring Jaylen game. Jalen Green, that was who it was. But um, he, did go, he did a good job closing the gap, you know. Yeah. Made the play. He did. Which you want to see. You want to see him yeah. guys make plays. Yeah. No one I, I was mean, hurt, so we're okay. That is, that is a good point. <laughs> there was one time uh, after Ellinger threw his, ta- his interception to McCullough and started chasing after him, made the tackle and kind of got rolled up on. And I was like, hey, buddy, look, in a real game, chase it down. It's a spring game. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, look, Ellinger didn't want to be eating those burnt hot dogs. No, he didn't. But I agree. Well, you know, <laughs> Brian Davis's recap of yeah. this game was, don't worry. Ellinger's healthy. The defense yep. looked good. Those are your takeaways. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Texas fans. Yep. You got a healthy quarterback. Yes. That's all that matters. Yeah. So, and that's a good, it's a good, good way to look at it. You know, no, no injuries in a spring game. Yeah. And, and minor injuries over the spring as yeah. well. I mean, other than you know Brandon Jones, who Brandon Jones and Colin Johnson, who were kind of recovering yeah. from last season. Caden Stearns, you know, a little concussion protocol. Which you can also look at a lot of that as precautionary because those guys don't need the reps the same way that a exactly. lot of the new guys do. So exactly. you might as well sit them in the and spring. It's, yeah, it's getting the new guys mm-hmm. the reps. Yeah, so, you know, that's good. And that's also, you know, a testament. The lack lack, lack of injuries is a testament to um, a good nutrition, a good workout, you know, all that kind of stuff. Nobody really thinks about that. But you see a lot of teams who get an injury bug. It's usually because they're overtraining. They're not giving enough um, – you know, enough conditioning time, enough recovery time, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, poor nutrition. I mean, hydration. Hydration. Is a big part of staying healthy. Hydration. You know? yeah, that's been a- you know, and Herman likes to stress that, but, you know, you see the lack of injuries here in the spring, and certainly it, it's hard to argue. You can look at all results. that stuff. Yeah. All right, let's move on to baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get the win against Lamar yesterday night. Good to get... Uh, those midweek wins at this point, at the beginning of the season when, you know, Texas is beating LSU and, you know, yeah. Texas Tech, it's like midweek wins don't matter. And all of a sudden when you're losing a series to Kansas State. Well, you drop a couple midweek games also. Yeah. You know. So where, how, what are you feeling at this point in the season? What, one, two, three, four series left before? Wow, that really yeah. flew by. Um, yeah, this season has flown by. Right now? I think there's probably a little bit of disappointment just yeah. going off of the the way the non-con went for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously you beat you um, sweep. I'm looking right there at that score. You yeah, sweep the sweep, sweep the number one team in the country, which turns out is not the number one team in the country, <laughs> but they were at the time. Yeah, you know that that does big things. Even then, to go to Stanford and not play super well, still well, actually, you know, they take take one of the four, but on the road, on the road, coming off of a hard series. I mean, you know. The non-conference went really well. Open up well with the win over Tech, which is one of the mm-hmm. top teams in the conference. You know, split Arkansas. Split with Arkansas. Week. I mean, a lot of good stuff coming out. And I think this right now is sort of the slump that that we've seen. Inconsistency, I guess, is the big yeah. the big word here. Man, we beat Xavier by the same score in three straight games. I didn't even realize that. Oh well, yeah, that was a weird series. That was a weird series. But um, yeah, so I think there's probably a lot of disappointment in that room. Uh, there's yeah. certainly a lot. Of, I think a little tinge of disappointment. Also, everyone wants to compare this. To last season's team, right? And which it's a good the reminder. Exact opposite. That's true, and so I think a lot of people are going, "Well, now we're not going to be as good." But the truth is, every team is different. So yep. um, there are a lot of people who like to say, "Well, last season is just a build-up for the next season." That's not always true. So there's no guarantee that this team will go to the College World Series. Although right. it looks like it is all around a better team. Mm-hmm. If the team, if they can't pull it together, and this is a very uncharacteristically David Pierce team in terms of fielding errors. Right. You know, I mean the. The reason that um, 
the reason that last year's squad got to Omaha was because they fielded really well. Exactly. And this team does not. No. But that's not to say. I mean, again, look at the the way everything lined up last year. They get hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's you what base, run, that's what college baseball is all about. You know, this is a team that's gonna be in the tournament. Yep. You know, it would certainly help to have a regional. Yeah. The way that they've played largely, they've played better at home. So it would help to be able to host mm-hmm. a regional. I think hosting a super regional is about out of the question. Pretty much. At this point. But being able to host the regional, if they can just get hot, I mean, you look at the, the series left. you got at Oklahoma State. That's a series. I mean, all the series left, they should win. At Oklahoma State, home against West Virginia, at Kansas, home against OU. Yeah. Those are all The winnable. only, you know, West Virginia, that's, you know, that's a team that's kind of been on the West edge. West Virginia baseball just I know, is a weird I know, concept they've been, to me. They've been on the edge of the top 25 this year. Yeah. Um, well, it's one of the deepest conferences that it is that the Big 12 has, has had in a long time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with four series left, you got to think you got to win every series. Especially, yeah. especially if we're just talking about getting momentum before mm-hmm. the, the postseason. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you look at you look at this team, you look at. You know, ever since should have won the series against Baylor. You know, yeah, that That's that was a weird. That was a weird. You know, that game gets canceled. But, um, yeah, you know, what I mean, what needs to change? I mean, I think the easy answer is fielding. Yeah, uh, if you've got a team that's committing errors, numerous errors every game. Right. You know, baseball is the only sport that keeps track of people's mistakes. <laughs> Um, which makes it really easy to then pinpoint and say cut out the mistakes. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you got a team that's committing multiple errors every game, that's the that's the first place that has to improve. Pitching has done a pretty good job this year. One of the better pitching years. Yeah, definitely an um, improvement there. Bats have done a pretty good job this year. Offense has been pretty strong. You know, you look at a lot of these scores, it's three runs or higher. Right. Um, pitching and bats have been good, not always on the same night, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot. You know, it really is the fielding errors that have, that have that have that's been it you know you get down in a hole you get you know two runners on base no outs early in the inning mm-hmm. you might have great pitching yeah but you're still probably going to give up a run yeah all it takes is a base hit and then you know there's a run scored so like if you look at all that i mean fielding has to be cleaned up well, and, and when, i'm sure when you're in so many close games i mean the the two kansas state losses were were by two uh the the loss to baylor was a walk-off um, lost to AM was by three. The, the TCU That was an series, ugly game, though. You can't say that was close. That's true. But the, the TCU series, you know, lose on a walk-off the first night, lose by four um, the second night. Tech lose by three. You know, the Stanford, one of those losses by two. When you're losing, by, when you're losing games mm-hmm. big, it doesn't matter if you're fielding good or not. Right. But with the, how close those, that, those games have been with Texas, mm-hmm. Letting letting a guy on when you should get a, a the first or second or third out in an inning, mm-hmm. it changes the momentum of a game. Yeah, and uh, you know every college sport relies so heavily on momentum, but you know baseball is a sport that you know you can really see when a team gets that momentum. I mean that was how Texas started to come back against A and M, and then yep. they lost the momentum because they gave up some errors. Yeah, you can't commit errors. I mean that's <laughs> that's pretty simple, and I think if you cut out errors. And you have a good bullpen, mm-hmm. and you have good bats. Texas has a good bullpen. Texas has good bats. They do. Most nights, if you if you can cut out the mistakes, you know that's that's a tough defense. Yeah. Well, and uh, hopefully Pierce is able to, you know, in the month before the tournament, start to fix that mm-hmm. because you don't have the margin for error in the tournament that you do no. 
oh, maybe you lose a series game, maybe you lose a midweek game. Yeah. When it's when you're in the you know the losers bracket, it's a lot harder. And you can't afford to lose a game. You can't afford to blow a double play and throw the ball over the first baseman's head. Three run score. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, fortunately, Pierce's thing mm-hmm. is clean fielding. It is. That's one of the things that he's that he builds his programs on. Yeah. Um, and so you know that is that's going to work in the in the favor of the the horns here, in that the coach is big on that. But Still, a lot of young guys out there. I mean, the lineup has been constantly rotating, trying to find something. Although it's weird, I don't know why the lineup changed after all the success, and then right has not been back. Like, you know, haven't been consistent since then. So I don't know what's going on with that. I know a lot of injuries, like specifically yeah. the catcher position. Yeah, that's another thing I, that I forgot about is is a lot of you know, weird catcher injuries. You have David Ant- Hamilton injured before yeah. the season. Then you have DJ Batrinsky, Bet- who's been injured. Um, I think McCann's, McCann's been out. Yeah, and so. A lot of injuries that's just, you know, you got to deal with them, but mm-hmm. it's unfortunate and it certainly affects it affects the team. But again, going forward in the next couple seasons, there's so many young guys that have mm-hmm. gotten experience that, you know, in a couple years, this could be a really special team. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's absolutely true. It's just hard, you know, as, as a fan, it's hard to watch a team that has potential yep. underachieve. But yeah, hopefully, you know, this squad turns it around. The season's not over. It's been a good season for Texas yeah. baseball. I mean, a lot of good entertaining games. A lot of We've spent a lot of time out at the mm-hmm. at the dish. It's been a good time. I mean, yeah. really can't complain too much. There's a lot of potential. You know, the ceiling's high. Again, if we just look back at last year's team. Last year's team, terrible non-conference, yep. really slow start to the season, ended up turning around and winning the whole thing, yeah. know, the conference, and then doing well in the postseason. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Again, four series left. All should be wins, but let's move on. Yeah, talk the Masters. Tiger wins, fifteenth mm-hmm. major, first major since two thousand eight, fifth Green Jacket, eighty first win all time on the PGA Tour. I, I want to get an outside perspective from someone who's not a huge golf fan. What was it like? Wa- like, yeah, what was it like watching watching Tiger win? <laughs> That's a weird weird question. Um, <laughs> What was it like watching Tiger win? I mean, I was sitting on the couch. I was pretty comfortable. Yeah, um, let's start that off. Um, Great, I'll just telling a you got thrilling a story scene. here. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, we have a wonderful couch. It's a very nice place to sit. Um, I will say it was definitely a moment that it was clear that this was going to be a big sports moment. Yeah, I mean, it felt normal. You know, you're watching a golf tournament. A guy makes a three foot putt. He wins. He's really happy. I mean, you know. All, a lot of all sports victories look the same. The guy who wins is is happy, right? Um, but you kind of got the sense with the way the whole weekend unfolded. And like Tiger's got a chance, but he's not really in it. Oh, well, he's in it, but he doesn't really play well in these circumstances. Oh, everybody else fell apart, and Tiger <laughs> didn't. Yeah, so he's gonna win, and then he won. You know, it was it was a really neat build up, at least from a narrative perspective, of like how the weekend unfolded. So you got the sense as you were watching it that even as someone who's not an avid golf fan. Um, grew up watching Tiger Woods, but not religiously. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a cool moment to see in the turn in the fact. Well, knowing that it's that's a sports moment that is going to be talked about as one of the best in the decade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was why I was asking you that because for me, as a golf fan, um, and as someone who grew up like idolizing Tiger Woods, that was top three, if not one of the maybe the most incredible sports moments. That I can like vividly mm-hmm. remember. 
it's like watching Peyton Manning win his last Super Bowl, except a little more dramatic because Peyton Manning didn't have his life fall apart. Right. That, and it's that's, a team sport. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's what but it's adds a similar so much feel to Tiger. Yeah. It's, knowing that, like, here's a guy who was really, really good. Yeah. Hasn't been as good. And everyone said, you stuck around too long. Mm-hmm. And then is able to say, well, maybe not. Yeah. I think, you know, what was so incredible about Tiger's victory, back when he was on, when he was, you know, undisputed best golfer in the world, he was winning majors by 12, 15 strokes. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't, it wasn't as deep of a field. Because in the '90s, golf was nothing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy, Eldrick Taunt Woods, aka Tiger. <laughs> 1997 wins the Masters, revolutionizes the game. Now it's cool to golf. Yeah. And that didn't quite take effect. You know, the ripple effect started once he got injured and had all his drama. Mm-hmm. And now the reason that it was. Not only was it incredible because Tiger won, it was maybe one of the best Masters ever because it was such a crowded field at the top. Yeah, you can't discount golfers. that. It was a good tournament. And why are there so many? Why? Why? Why is golf so competitive now? Because Tiger, because mm-hmm. Tiger made it cool to play golf. Tiger made it cool to be an athlete. He, Tiger made golf a sport again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's also really something you have to consider in terms of why that was a big win for the sport of golf. Oh, is huge for golf. Their star, you know, popped himself back up there, made himself relevant again in a really nice way, you know, relevant yeah. in terms of people saying, wow, good for Tiger. Not, dang Tiger Woods, that guy. Right. His life just, he got wrecked and he just needs to disappear. Yeah. And the golfing, I think it's helped that it's, it's taken him so long to get back. That everybody has just welcomed welcomed him with open arms. Yeah. It, you know, it hasn't. You know, sometimes like if if this had happened in like 2012, you know, people have been like, "Well, Tiger wins, but let's not forget what he did. Yeah, let's not forget that he cheated on his wife with you know 12 other people." What you? There was no talk of that. It's Tiger is back, and Tiger has fought through so much, and well, didn't think he would ever be back. And here the he time, is. yeah, the time factor there is because. It was so hard for him to get back to dominance. Like, Tiger didn't just say, I'm taking time off from golf because my life literally fell apart. Okay, now I'm back. Everything's normal. It's, no, like, I'm back. But, man, this is hard. Yeah. Like, you really got to see Tiger go through this frustrating, like, I should be good at this. I used to be great at this. But now I suck. Uh, I mean, still playing in professional tournaments. You know, better right. Than right. No, but 99% of golfers in the world. Not but being not, able to finish tournaments. Not being not able to win. Level. Not you being know? able to finish tournaments is yeah. a good point, too. I mean, this guy's dropping out. He used to be the best golfer. He used to have a video game named after If you have a video game named after you, you've done something incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was definitely a good narrative. I mean, Colin Cowherd says it's the best narrative of probably the last 10 years. Uh, yeah. Which well, that's coming from a guy who, who said but, the Tiger was done. But, well, okay, Colin Cowherd takes— <laughs> Says a lot of stuff. Are like Texas weather. They change— by the hour um but you know he might be exaggerating there a little bit just immediately after the fact but it's a very good it it is a good sports narrative and as humans we like narratives that's one of the reasons we like sports it's not just to see people compete at a high level it's because you know especially an individual sport like golf where it's not like teams like okay you grew up watching the local nfl team with your dad like that's a team allegiance right golf you like guys because you think they're cool you mm-hmm. think whatever you know. You pick the guy based on his character, and so 
because in individual sports the narrative is so important. It, it yeah, it's big to have a narrative that people are going to respond so well to. And I think what was another thing that just made it so cool is it it's a di- it was a different tiger, and obviously it's a different tiger because he's older, he's been through a lot. But like, you know, reading articles about you know Tiger in the two thousands when you know never addressing fans like. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a spectator, like, barely in his way, he's having his caddy chew him out. You know, all that kind of stuff, just being very quiet, not wanting to talk with the media. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, here you have a Tiger who's welcoming the fans. You know, who's, mm-hmm. you know, when he's winning, he's, you know, he's pumping them, he's pumping up the crowd. Then you see him go and hug his son. Yeah. It's, and you, you just see how, he, how he's been humbled and how that's kind of led him back to greatness through that. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, the the whole you know him hugging his son, transposed with a shot of him hugging his dad uh-huh. in nineteen ninety seven. Everyone's talking about that. Is incredibly powerful, especially just because you know if you if you've read anything about Tiger, you know, just the impact of his dad on him and how much he wanted to please his dad, and now he has a kid that he gets, you know, to yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks real good for him, which is good. I mean, uh, this is this is a good week to be happy for Tiger. Yeah. Now I know you're not you're not huge into golf. No, but do you see Tiger winning again? Well, I wouldn't put it out of the question. I mean, he has the ability. He's winning one, mm-hmm. you know, especially the Masters. But winning a tournament again helps you get over those yips. Yeah, of like, oh, I got to win one. No, you already did. You've won one. You know you can do it. So like, he has the ability. He's been there before. He's been there before recently. You know, yeah, sure. If he wanted to win a golf tournament, he'll probably win another tournament, another major. I, you know, who knows? That depends on the rest of the field because he got help, right, from like Molinari melting down and stuff like that. Like he didn't win the tournament on his own. He had some help from the people in front right. of him. But of course, it's not out of the question. I mean, will he win another Masters? I don't know. I don't know how much longer he's going to play. I mean, he he had his return to glory. We'll see if if he wants to keep trying or if he's going to say, okay, I'm not going to push my luck here. I don't know. And yeah, I'm not a golf expert, but. I certainly – it seems weird to say Tiger Woods will never win another golf tournament. Wait, here, here's what I'll say. What I saw on Sunday was calculated, was confident. It was a Tiger that was in control of his emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, like I, it's a different Tiger. And the confidence has always been there. But the calculation, the the managing emotion, I, I, I just I see. I think he's. I think he'll win another major this year. If he if he's able to continue to play this well, mm-hmm. the confidence he has is unmatched. He, I mean, you there him talking on Saturday in the press conference. You look at his face when he's talking about playing the next day. He knew he was going to win the tournament. On the front nine, when he was down two strokes. He knew he was going to win the tournament. You know, mm-hmm. he might have gotten help from Molinari, but the reason Molinari melted down is because he's playing with Tiger Woods. Yeah. He's having to look at Tiger Woods <laughs> in a red shirt and black pants, not making any mistakes yeah. on Sunday at Augusta. Yeah, that is. And golf is such a mental game. Did that? You know, yeah, you certainly can't count that out. So we're both agreed Tiger's going to win more. He's going to win more. We we got to get on this train because that way we're not, you know, when Tiger does win more, we're not thrown into the, you know, those videos of the Tiger's done, you know, and 
I don't know if you saw the videos of you know Tiger. They should they they made a compilation of you know everybody saying Tiger's done. He'll never play again. And you know they they have yeah, a video of him watching Thomas on an Fitch iPad. Show on any of those compilations. <laughs> Actually, I'd love that. Put put it on there, but it's it's with us saying, hey, should we make a bolt? Tiger's breaking Jack's record in two years. Okay. No, that's not happening. I don't think he gets to Jack. I think he could tie Jack's record of eighteen. That's three more majors. I think yeah, I think I think lot. he ties Jack's record. I, I'm okay. Putting it in stone. That's the stone tying, for people listening. Tying, yeah. Thank you. Good good audio. The learning stuff here. Yeah, but he's gonna tie Jack's record. All right. All right. Well, James, thanks for joining us. I'm sure you'll be on many more times. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. You know, I love talking about sports. All right. We'll see you later. All right, so we'll wrap up this show in a second with the fun fact of the week. But before we get there, um, I think I forgot to say at the beginning of the show, I forgot to do all of the millennial reminders. So um, if you're listening to this, watching this, wherever, however you're consuming this, make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, you share, you tell your friends. If you're, a, if you're somebody who would be able to give sponsors, we're looking for a sponsor. So for those of you out there, Make sure you do that. Also, um, we want to start. I want to start doing a mailbag. So, again, if you're listening to this, you know whether you can leave it in a comment, you can DM the Instagram or the the Twitter page. Um, but send in questions, send in hot takes, and uh, you'll get a shout out, and we'll we'll talk about you and debate the topic on the show. All right, let's get to the fun fact of the week. So this fun fact. Um, it comes from a little thread, so it, I, it doesn't start with a fun fact. It gets there, and they're pretty fun facts. So it starts out, some account that I guess tweets out pictures of sea creatures tweets out a picture of a squid. Um, someone with the uh, username, I like squids, four exclamation points, said, a comment to quote tweeted and said, you'll never guess what, it's a squid. Well, at Taka Brock 11 responded, I'm going to kill a squid and make you watch. I like squids responded, fun fact, you wouldn't be able to catch a squid. At fat expletive. Taka said, fun fact, I'll shoot you. So here's a fun fact. And I like squids responds with one more fun fact. Fun fact, I know where you expletive sleep at night. So there's the fun fact of the day. Some Twitter drama between Taka and I Like Squids. Hopefully no squids. No squids were harmed in the making of this fun fact of the, the week. And hopefully no squids were harmed in the making of this Twitter thread. Uh, that's all I have from the Thomas Fitch Show this week. We'll be back next week, probably talking NBA playoffs, more Texas baseball, and anything else that comes up. Anyways, from the Thomas Fitch Show, I'm Thomas Fitch. Hook them horns. Take over everything.